Alrighty guys, what does valuable content mean to you? In the world we live in now, there's overwhelming amounts of ads and content. Today we're talking to a content creator and menswear blogger to filter out the noise. Welcome to Hangout Talks Podcast. I'm Peter, the student marketer, and I'm with Tret from Mr. Goodall. Today we're hanging out with David from Threadability. We're talking about how did Threadability start, sharing the nitty gritty of the hustle, what happens when your passion becomes your work and how to find another outlet. And of course, how to create valuable content. With all that said, let's hang out. Our friends over at Suitably were gracious enough to help our listeners with a limited time offer on their custom suiting needs. Follow Hangout Talks and Suitably on IG and use promo code HANGOUT2020. That is H-A-N-G. O-U-T 2020 at suitably.com to get $20 off your custom suits, which also contributes to improving Hangout Talks podcast. All right, everybody. Today, we're hanging out with David from Threadability, whose life revolved around commercial constructions for many years, but didn't provide him the opportunity to express his style creativity. He started Threadability to give himself a creative outlet. He now has over 18,000 followers while pursuing his passion as a full-time menswear blogger and content creator. Let's welcome David. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. No, excited to have you, man. Like we've, I know for me, I've followed you for a while and it's great to talk to an, another Coloradan, someone who's in Colorado. And I think from our conversations, you're a native as well, right? Or uh, That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. born here. Uh, my parents aren't from here, but I was born here. Nice. Yeah. So all of us are from Colorado, so it's nice to connect with someone else from, from Colorado. Yeah, how, how are things going for you after these, these few months, man? I know it's been crazy. Oh, I mean, in general, yeah, it's been definitely crazy. Uh, obviously, spent a lot of time indoors and at home with, mm-hmm. you know, lockdown and all that. Um, and then an interesting time to try to pursue a career full-time when everything's sort of shutting down for a few months, but it's been good. Like it's starting to pick up again. It's getting busy. So can't complain. Yeah. And then do you think that inspired you to be a little bit more creative? Cause that's what we heard from like a lot of guests, just like these past few months just push you to be more creative in so many fields. Yeah, it's definitely caused me to, have to get a little bit more creative with just how I pursue, I guess, being a content creator full time, um, just with uh, sort of the way people are spending their money differently. It's just having me to ca- uh, causing me to have to figure out how to like, provide a service in a different way so that I can, you know, continue to um, work with clients. I know we went into a little bit about your background with the construction, commercial constructions and everything. And could you get us uh, more details about your story, how you began your journey and everything like that? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, originally, like you said, I was in commercial construction. That's what I went to school for. So I was, uh, I basically went through being a field engineer, then a, like a project estimator, then a project engineer. So I was sort of went through it all in terms of being on site on a physical construction site, actually managing work to, you know, pursuits and estimating and things like that. Um, But really in my time, it it sort of got me to a place where I was just working and, you know, maybe the gym or doing things outside of work, but it became a pretty standard routine and I just didn't have any sort of outlet or hobbies or really anything creative outside of that. And um, I basically, you know, on my personal Instagram and post personal platforms. I'd been following a couple of guys and I'd always been interested in, uh, style and, you know, my own personal style. And after following them for a little bit, I, I thought, you know, why not take a crack and see what I can do, um, and share it in the same way. And so originally really, I had no expectations. It was just sort of something I wanted to try. I didn't care if, you know, one person liked it or a hundred people liked it or nobody liked it. It was just something for me to explore. Uh, and it really just started out with me combining these kinds of flat lays. So the basically like pictures of clothes on the ground of what I would like to wear because I was a nervous to show my face 
um, be like, I, that's why threadability came through as the name because I like didn't want anybody to really know what I was doing at first. Cause it was sort of like a big leap for me and I started and it sort of took off and here we are now. Oh, that's awesome. And when you first started, was there any challenges that you're like, wow, I, I didn't expect this to happen. I think, well, when I first started, I think the hardest challenge was like getting the courage or the confidence up to actually do it. Cause I, and I'm sure, you know, you've experienced it. If you're posting anything sort of like that, I know Peter, you post some uh, style content with your messages and it's like, yeah. it's putting yourself out there. So it's always that little hurdle to get over, you know, to figure out what your response is going to be when people say something or comment or you know whatever it is um so that was probably the hardest the hardest was the is the mindset i remember like i was talking with my sister for like months just agonizing over a name and if i should do it and figuring it out um so i like that was the hardest part for me after that i was sort of really high strung about the photos and like spending every weekend making sure i had enough content and all that stuff because obviously it wasn't my full-time gig so i was just sort of playing keep up uh, so that that became the next challenge but probably the first challenge is really just like getting started yeah would you say like even for me like i know just putting photos out it gets stressful because you're especially with a full-time job and you're trying to balance work out your your life in general like just trying to figure out like okay can i get shoots in and yeah. Stuff like that like it's hard to balance like how do you do you find it easier to balance now or are you still trying to figure out how to balance of how to keep your work-life balance in check right yeah balance now is interesting because well so before this became a full-time gig obviously it was sort of call it a passionate hobby so that was my work-life balance right i would go to work do whatever I needed to. And then this is kind of the thing that I enjoy doing. Um, it obviously like with the time commitment, it, you know, it takes a little bit of social time away, but now that it's something that I do or I'm trying to do full time, you know, now it's work and the thing that I was enjoying. So there's that, there's that saying that's like, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But you know, at some point, even if it's something that you love, a part parts of it become work. So there's definitely um, a balance to be struck there. I'm I'm still figuring it out, honestly, because, um, you know, now I have to figure out what my hobbies are outside of creating content because I do really <laughs> enjoy doing it. But yeah, um, so you know, I've like since really my balance is like if I'm not doing this, I'm sort of just like decompressing so either watching movies or just like letting my mind drift because most of the time i'm thinking about work in some capacity and we, we spoke with a lot of just everybody in that were in the same journey and such and that that's what they said too like when to turn it off because when you're at the nine to five you're, you're done at five and clock out and done uh but right. now it's constantly you come up with ideas at like midnight and you're like oh shoot okay going back and let's do this and do that Right. Well, and when it's something you're really caring about and like everything is on the line basically for it, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, what else do you think about? If you're done, if you're not working, then you're thinking about, you know, why you should be working or the guilt of not working. And then Mm, while you are working, you're thinking about working. And then also the like 17 other things that you have to do that you're not doing right (laughs) now. Yeah. And it's it's also the mindset of us creatives that we have too. Like that, I feel like a lot of people don't understand. They're like, why do you keep thinking of stuff? Like I tell them my mind never shuts off. Like even even when I'm sleeping, I'm like, or trying to sleep, my mind's still processing stuff. And it's, it's a struggle, but in a way, like I think someone we talked to earlier, they say it's also a great thing because you compared to someone else, you have so many different ideas that, you know, you realize like, yeah, it's not a straight road, but you have so many options that play into making you who you, who you are, which is so, so important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. And then I saw in your, um, your post, a lot of it talking about how to create valuable content. I think you were talking about that. I think a few days ago, like, especially with the content creators now, there's just so much, like we said, there's a lot going on and, but also a lot of things becoming kind of like that. Look at me, look at me, look at me things. Like how, how would you say is like one way of creating more valuable content since we're talking about creativity and all that? 
Yeah, man. I mean, this is kind of like my soapbox issue, I guess. So like, if you get me started, that's what I'll talk about. But go ahead, man. Um, all you. Yeah, it's uh, when I say valuable content, it's like creating content that matters, that benefits your audience or people that you're trying to reach realistically. Because, I mean, think about how often you scroll through your phone and you're you're just hit with content like over and over and over again, whether it's ads, whether it's your friends, whether it's other influencers or creators that you follow, like you're always constantly being hit with something, which is like good and bad. Um, but what we tend to look for in that is actual meaningful connection then and like things that impact us and grab our attention in a way that is not just about centering the creator you know what I mean? So when I say valuable content, I'm talking about you as the creator sort of taking yourself out of it in a sense and not being the center of the content where like there's a fine balance to strike there. Cause obviously if you're taking yeah. photos of yourself, you're the center of the photo, but like providing actual information or entertainment or um, education and to some extent to your audience and to the people that you're hoping to reach. So that also means like valuable content is um, doing the work and figuring out who you're trying to reach with your content and uh, how you can best impact them. So I guess it's just like taking away this idea that um, we should be posting selfies and things like that to like try to grab people's attention just because you wore a cool outfit. So I guess that's like that sort of superficial nature of it where maybe that's where it sort of started maybe that's where some of the creators early on kind of got their hooks into it um yeah. i'm just trying to like put some more heart into it i guess no which which is great too because even your business or not like you bring up a good point because at the end of the day when you're posting all this stuff like i said before it's become something like look at me look at me look mm -hmm. at me but there's nothing that relates to like okay like if i'm going what's your goal besides having someone look at you. A lot of businesses forget that it's not about the business at the end of the day. It's the customers or the peop other people who make you become who you are, essentially. Becoming and seeing the value. Because, for example, like a lot of people will look at the likes and they get discouraged. Like, oh, not many people like it. But really, it's all in the comments, that engagement of what you're getting. That's where the value is. Are you in your comments trying to start a conversation? You're asking questions. If you're going to comment, are you giving value inside the comment to be like, hey, I like that because of this, this, and this? Or are you just like, great, fire. Right. Clap, clap. You know? Right, exactly. It's, I, I think it goes with um, starting with asking yourself, why should people care about what you're creating versus like, oh, why don't people like me? You know what I mean? Like it's exactly. taking yourself out of it in the sense of, okay, well, what you created, like why should people like it and why should they care? And yeah, it's totally about that engagement and really building a community that is, uh, you know, maybe a hundred people strong, but is a hundred dedicated people that you share a connection with and provide value to, as opposed to like a hundred thousand people strong with a bunch of people who don't care. So I don't know, that's, that's kind of where I, that's the conversation I always have around value is just creating something that's outside of yourself a little bit in that sense. Yeah, it's, it's that quality because I've seen accounts. We've all seen accounts where they're thousands and thousands of followers, but then if you look at their content, a couple of likes, I'm like, wait, yeah. how, how does that happen? Like, so is that, that goes into it. Like you said, it's building that quality of that content too, not just based on numbers. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely, yeah, it's building quality. I mean, you should be building quality into whatever you do realistically, right? Like yeah. that's how we yeah, get yeah. better. Um, and even still, it's, yeah, it's letting go a little bit of those vanity metrics like likes and comments and that kind of stuff and actually focusing on what you're providing and what community you've built around that. So it's it's sort of moving beyond the the desire to just have a bunch of people following you for whatever reason. No, no, that's, that's awesome that you brought it up. On top of that, is there other advices for, let's say somebody is listening and they're contemplating about doing this and working on pushing out content what advice do you have for them like 
Uh, it's definitely quality, but I think the way that you really get to better quality content that you are going to create is by understanding uh, your message and like what you're trying to do. So even take a step back further and figure out, okay, well, what am I passionate about and how can I share that and provide either some tips again, or entertainment or some value, regardless of what that is around what I'm passionate about. And that's like defining that early on, because I mean, most of us, like I just told you, I started, I didn't really have an end goal. I was just kind of doing it for fun. And that's probably where most of us start. But now, obviously, in the times that we're living in, I'm sure more of us are looking at side hustles and things that we can do um, that'll actually amount to something a little bit more than just maybe a hobby, which is great. But I think identifying what you are trying to do and what you can do and what you're passionate about first will help you get to better quality and then sort of help you streamline your process because then you know what you want to create. That's a good point. Just because like you said, people have so many side hustles, but what do you think is like a big mistake? Because I know a lot of people will like, for example, right now, they'll like for, will start a side hustle, but they never push through or continue doing it. Would you say, obviously consistency is one, but what other mistakes do you see people do when they're like, okay, I'm going to side hustle, or I just want to start this career path that I'm passionate about? Yeah, I think... My first thing is that, and I'm a consumer of all these like courses and educational stuff around content creation, but I think when we approach some of those, the first misconception we have is that like, okay, this course or this person's tips is going to give me the secret magic button and I'm going to like press that button and then I'm going to like be super successful at creating content or making YouTube videos or literally anything like being a plant parent like what you know what I mean like all this <laughs> yeah. stuff and then like I'm immediately going to become successful without putting any work into it and the like what you have to step back is like you can get all the tips to start you can research and educate yourself but like if you're not willing to put in the work to get yourself to a point where you can you know earn some dollars off this sort of side project then it gets, it's not going to happen because there's literally like maybe, I don't know, like don't quote me on the statistic, but like maybe 1% of people who like can post one thing, go viral and suddenly make a career out of it. And yet we've I, like, we've glorified these types of people and yeah, have exactly. made us think that like, that's the goal. Like that's what we have to do. And realistically, that is such a disillusion of like how most of us have to work at something in order to make it yield. I mean, like personally, I've been working at this for over two and a half years to get to a point where I'm at now, where it's, you know, doing something in the sense, like if we're going to talk about uh, monetarily, like doing something for me in that sense, but you know, it doesn't happen in the first three weeks that you decide to start something regardless of what you start. So there's that. Um, that's definitely one thing. And then the other thing, and now I'm going to kind of, I guess, contradict myself, but this is just for that like, like <laughs> balance part, but like yeah. not everything has to become a side hustle. Like leave some things that you're passionate about as just some passions that like bring you joy. Cause yeah. Turning everything into some sort of money-making operation is just going to stress you out. So that's like my one caveat to that, but oh, no, that, I, I agree to that. Like I have background on me, I guess I did a bunch of event planning things in the past. So I was really like, event market i turned everything in my mind that could become and you then have a plate so full and you everything just spills over and i know for for you david you talk a lot about just like you get stressed out a lot too like mm -hmm. if, if you don't have an outline or if like you have too much on your plate you just you start to struggle a little bit too yeah i mean definitely like there's like my issue is that there are so many things that i can be working on at one point because i have sort of I guess, diversified the type of content that I create. And so sometimes I feel like I'm spread a little thin because I'm not devoting enough time to one certain type and that can get overwhelming and then make you feel like you're sort of failing at everything. So then compound that with not only content creating, but like all these other side businesses of like, you know, if you have an Etsy store too, and you like mow people's lawns and you're creating, you know what I mean? Like you just don't have all that time. So it's like, <laughs> it's tough to 
the hardest part is like managing all that stuff on your plate and then not feeling like you're failing at the same time because like that's what I obviously that's like my personal frequent emotion is that I'm feel like I'm failing because I like I didn't get everything done that I you know had originally set out or I have too many things on my plate because a bunch of stuff has to get done yeah it's it's all of that but you just gotta you gotta sort of pick a lane with that hustle and then like really work at it to make it turn into something that you actually want and speaking of just balancing everything, how do you typically deal with that? Like if you feel, oh shoot, okay, I have 15 different things I have to do and I don't feel like I'm accomplishing it. Like how do you break it down to like, to pieces and go about that? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause I think I'm figuring that out. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, it's I, like, I don't have a complete answer. I mean, I use a calendar quite a bit just to give myself you know, blocks of time to figure things out where I can sort of, if I can write it down, put it on a calendar and then just sort of shove everything off out of my head for like that moment, that really helps. Um, but as far as balancing, like overall, some days are busier and some days are not. And I try not to really attack myself on a day where maybe like on a weekend where I took most of the day off just to like, yeah decompress I try like there's always that little voice in the back of my head I was like well you could have been doing <laughs> but um yeah it's tough like I think even maybe just scheduling in that sort of break time as well helps just so like hey I scheduled it in this is the stuff that I wanted to accomplish this week and I accomplished it and that's good yeah. like we don't have to do more than that um it's tough it's tough when you're like it's easier to say that when your business is like up and running and successful and virtually like doing its own thing. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah, like yeah. When you're starting, you're, you're hustling every single end of your business. Um, it's hard to not feel like that because every minute feels like a minute wasted if you're not doing something. And so, yeah, for me right now, it's count. It's really scheduling and calendar time just to like give myself some structure to almost make it feel like that nine to five type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what's worked best for me. But like, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> no, that, no, that's those are great things. It's we don't think about the simplest thing as in a calendar, a planner, yeah. little things as that. And I brought, I think I brought this question up to a life coach that we had, Caitlin, on a few episodes ago. And I was like, "How do you do it?" She's like, "Hey, schedule." self time in your calendar just put that block in self time you don't do anything else it's just you and it sounds funny when you're like oh i have some me time right now so i can't take anything but it honestly it's for you to kind of decompress like you said or else it's you have five other things i need to do now i need to do now i need to get there this guy's working why am i not working kind of oh exactly yeah you i mean you have to that's like you have to do that and then that that's a that brings up a good point because like yeah, you're, then you're always constantly comparing yourself to whoever else. And you have to, you have to learn to really shut that part of your brain off. If you can, I mean, it's like easier yeah. said than done. But <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. very true. <laughs> so true. I do all those things above my head. Cause I, I totally like, I always promised myself, I'm going to schedule time in the gym. I'm going to just put on music. And then, for example, Tret would message me or someone would message me. I'm like, then I'm going off. I pick up the phone. I'm answering everybody. I'm like, I always tell them back in my head, stop doing that. Like, just oh, totally. give yourself an hour to breathe. And even even the gym, like comparing myself, I, I lost a bunch of weight throughout the COVID. And there was a lot of comparing. And then until you kind of realize you're doing well, it's, right. it's hard to get yourself out of that shell. And would you say there's like a support system or something that would usually helps helps with that besides besides yourself too? Because I know I had Tret. Yeah, um, totally. Um, yeah, no, I've been lucky enough to have really good support from friends and family. I mean, not everybody obviously understands exactly what I'm trying to do because you know you don't you don't like go to school for to be a content creator. Well, in the sense that like you you don't get like a degree in content creation. Obviously, you can go to school for video production and photography yeah. and stuff like that. But we know what you're uh, saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like there's no like set 
scale or understanding of like, okay, here's how you progress in this industry. In like two to three years, you'll be, you know, like you'll be at this position and you'll make this out. You know what I mean? And I, I, I like for my parents in particular, I think that's the hardest part to understand because um, they're old school in that way. So they don't really get it. <laughs> as, a, yeah. as a whole, like it's been nice. I've had people who are probably more supportive of me than I am of myself, or I guess more positive and um to me which is great like i mean that's that pushes me through so that's really helpful um it's important to have you need people that are gonna like back you up even when you don't back yourself up and i'm grateful to have that no you brought up a good point sometimes yeah we don't even back ourselves sometimes because it's we start doubting because as creators we're very hard on our work and then we start doubting ourselves and we need just somebody just like hey it's good. Come on, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Let's keep going. Um, it definitely helps. And I also find like you lean into your why, like why am I doing this in the first place? And that sometimes bring that out. What What would you say like your why is? Yeah, that's a great question. I think my why over the last couple of months has really evolved uh, as it constantly does. Like I never, I never think that anybody is, is purely rigid, but obviously like style wise, it's, um, encouraging anyone in my audience to define their own version of bold style which i talk about a lot which like bold is doesn't have to mean like crazy colors prints um pieces that are like you know like we've never seen before that's not necessarily bold i'm saying bold is like taking action and being intentional with your style and figuring out what works for you so like that's my why is helping people figure out how to personalize that and how to make that happen. Um, and then most recently my why has evolved into helping other creators. Cause obviously a lot of my audience has turned out to be um, guys who are sort of in the same position where they're interested in style. And maybe now they're transitioning into starting to take photos, maybe share it a little more because they have a little bit of a platform. Um, so showing guys how to do it because I've obviously been doing it for the last two and a half years. So I've, I started from like using my phone in my apartment by myself, not knowing how to really deal with negotiating a deal or uh, taking a photo or editing to like sort of obviously streamlining that and figuring that out now. So I, I want to help other people sort of share their passion in the same way. Um, so that that's kind of my why twofold. And I'm sort of, figuring out right now how to like what lane to take so I can combine both of those. But, um, but yeah. And then, and then like the sort of the third part of my why is creating a space. That's a place that we can all talk about. So creating that community on my platforms where we can have these conversations and people can comment and ask whatever they want. That's why I share, you know, also some more, personal stuff about my anxiety, about like me working through all this stuff right now, because that's what I'm doing in my life. And that's what I, you know, I'm happy to share it just so people get a sense. So yeah. it's kind of all meshed into one yeah, thing. It's valuable that you create those things. Cause I think I heard from both Trent and I's friend, she just said it once she was just like, I'm so sick of people giving you that like, Oh, life's going to be okay. Deal with it. It's going to be positive. It's going to be fine. Like every Instagram post she sees is like, oh, you got this, put in the hustle, put in the grind, but there's not like that nitty gritty, like, oh, I found today's a horrible day. I have mm -hmm. anxiety. I'm not dealing, I'm dealing with crap right now. Like it's, you don't hear that a lot. People want to hide that, but you know, that's what makes you human. That's what, again, it goes into that valuable thing that people want to use to connect with you. It's like, okay, hey, he's a normal person too. He's not just there to, just talk or talk about him like himself he's trying to like sell like hey i'm i'm human i have bad days i have anxiety days i have sad days i cry so that that's that's really valuable and i'm glad you're doing stuff like that because it's rare like if you go through instagram everybody has that same same thing of like oh be positive stay strong the hustle the hustle i'm like yeah but right. the hustle isn't that pretty and i know from your stuff you're always expressing like, hey i'm not feeling so well today like hey right yeah really it, it's a day. balance that i try to strike because obviously like you know people use instagram and social platforms as an escape 
ape as well. So like, you're not, I'm not trying to like <laughs> complain constantly. And that's, I guess my fear yeah. when I share yeah. that stuff, because that's not my intent. Um, it's sort of another uh, facet to the showing people of how to become a full-time creator. Cause like, this is the stuff that I'm dealing with. Cause I like, it, it sort of was born out of this idea of, um, you know, searching, how to become a content creator, how like I made money. You like, I'm sure you've seen those videos, those blogs and every single one is from a person that basically has, has made it and is making a full-time living off being a content creator. But you know, where was the, like, where was the part where you in the thick, where you were in the thick of the struggle? Because obviously nobody went from like day zero, nothing. And then day, like day two, they were making, a livable wage off their platform right oh, so word. in the middle like the reason i share that stuff is because like hey yeah exactly i'm a real person this is what i'm dealing with and then also like you know being a content creator and taking cool photos and posting those is not the entire part of this journey so let me tell you the like the stresses that come along with it not again not to be discouraging but just to share like my story and then obviously it's also helped strengthen a community because i've gotten a lot of response of like this is hey i deal with this too or like i thanks for sharing this because i've deal with the same type of anxiety so if anything it just like unites us in a and in, in realizing that we don't all just sort of operate in these silos where we're the only ones operating with these feelings of course it feels like we're the only one going through it in the moment and that's how i feel too sometimes because i'm like by myself i'm anxious and i'm stressed and i'm like dang like and everybody else is just killing it right like and i'm here like in my corner freaking out but you know you i share that and then we connect on some level sometimes it's nice to hear from somebody else like hey you're doing a good job and other times it's just cool to be able to connect and be like yeah i'm on the same page i'm dealing with the same kind of stuff like let's get through this together so it's super community building but yeah i, I guess my fear has always been like i don't want to sound like i'm just sort of uh complaining to the world because that's obviously not my intent i'm hoping that the things that i am going through the successes and the struggles are something that i can use to help educate as well that's a good like you said it's a balance you have to be like okay motivating but at the same time expressing yourself in in negative and and positive ways too so there's a fine balance would you recommend any other thing for like let's say if they're going into the content creating field, like I say the biggest mistakes that you see that you're like, please stop doing that. Like, yeah, I think, I think the biggest mistake when we're starting out is like, again, I do, I did the same thing, but I was thinking about this the other day, but when we start posting this content and we start sort of following these people that we look up to, right? Because they're making the same type of content. So like when I started, there was obviously some bigger names that, I looked up to and you know and a part of me was like okay I'm gonna create good content and I want to gain these people's attention right so we start working from a place of like trying to earn validation and trying to earn a seat at the table in that sense and we're just looking for all these like external validating elements so like like yeah some of these big name creators know my name that's like what I wanted at at one point and at the same time I wanted brands to recognize me because that was validating that means I was creating good stuff and realistically what you should be focusing on is your own work and reaching an audience that you actually want to again impact with your message you know that external validation from sort of these other things is nice and the vanity metrics of again likes and comments and follows is nice but really they they don't change how you feel so in the end like you're still sort of dealing with the same kinds of things. So I think if you start out with your focus being on how do I reach people, like what's my target audience versus like, how do I impress this group of people? I think that's like an important mindset to have because it's dope. Like it's, don't get me wrong. It's super cool that I like now have some of these relationships with people that I've looked up to, but, and, and, and I'm not saying not to have that because obviously you should be creating community with, people that are sort of in your niche and sort of doing the same things as you, but like maybe realize who your content is for. Like don't, don't create content to impress these people who you hold up on a pedestal and create content for these, for the people that you want to be impacted by your content. You know what I mean? That's, 
that's what I've been thinking about lately. That's great advice. That that's deep too. I love that. <laughs> that because we exactly because we focus so much on here's the guy that has a hundred thousand. Let's try to impress him or try yeah. to build it to him, which he or she would never probably will see it um, versus focusing and on. He, and he might video. like, don't get me wrong. I've, I've like now exchanged numbers with some of these content creators that I like held to such a, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. have these numbers and I talk to these guys regularly and I held them at such a high standard, but ultimately like getting their approval isn't going to get you more work. It might give you, I mean, they might like recommend you for opportunity. Obviously there's that kind of stuff, of course. Um, And like building that sort of mutual respect is great. Again, I'm not saying not to do that, but ultimately if they're not your target audience, then like they shouldn't be the ones that you're creating content for. Right. And I think about this, like for myself, cause that's for sure what I started to do. Like, as I needed that, like when I was starting out, like I said, I just wanted to create good content and I wanted the external validation. And then like my first like sort of product exchange deal came in. I was like, Oh dope. Like a brand thinks I'm doing cool stuff. And then, you know, some of these larger creators that I was looking up to and, and engaging on their stuff, because that's obviously who, you know, I wanted to impress. Um, they start like we started forming connections and now I sort of look back and not that I like, obviously I'm happy to have those connections. I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, we got you. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe I would have approached it differently of like, Oh, well maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I should be focusing on this other group of people that I actually want to impact. Cause like, yeah, that guy with like 500,000 followers, you're, you're not really looking to like, he's not your target audience right? Like, I mean, he's a content creator. He's obviously, or he or she is a content creator is established in that sense. So they're not necessarily looking to be impacted by your content in the same way that you're trying to impact an audience that actually needs your information. Right. So yeah, I guess, I guess long story short is to change it from like, stop, don't seek validation, seek like people you can impact or see yeah. value again that goes into your whole strategy too like what hashtags you use what you should totally i think yeah. thinking about that too yeah it informs yeah. basically the way you operate on social platforms because and i like I, I i guess what i'm saying is like i wish i started thinking that way mm-hmm. when i like early on because you know then if you take a look at your audience and your entire audience is just like other content creators who are hustling in the same way that you are and again, not a bad thing because you built a community of like-minded people, but at least take the second to evaluate if that's the audience that you were trying to, like if you were trying to create an audience of those same creators, or if you're trying to, you know, create an audience of people impacted by your content and they might be one in the same, that's totally fine. But like, for me, it's sort of turned into one in the same, like where I obviously like to create an audience of other creators and people who are interested in style, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's again, right or wrong. That's what's been floating around in my head lately as far as a key piece of starting advice. No, I think that's good because people need to hear the gritty stuff like you mentioned, right? Not the, hey, I've now I made six figures within two months mm-hmm. doing this full time. They're like, okay, cool. I could do that too. But they don't know the gritty details of it. Right. Yeah. They um, didn't see the like year and a half that that person yeah. spent trying to get to that <laughs> exactly. Point. You know, like exactly five years that the person spent to get to that point and no it's true and i know you're we're all from colorado and then i know you take a lot of pictures of what i mentioned before uh, on instagram i saw oh shoot i know that place or that right. corner of that place <laughs> oh uh do is there like a favorite hidden gems that you take pictures in colorado that you recommend of course if they're hidden then i don't know if you want to make recommendations no. to them <laughs> no i I don't, I, I, none of my spots are private. Um, I, so I, I bounce between like really North Rhino just because it stays a little bit emptier. I don't have a problem okay. shooting in front of people, but obviously just for setting up a shot, it's just not even like, I'm not embarrassed to go f- photograph in front of people, but like, I don't necessarily yeah. want crowds in my shot. So, um, <laughs> so I go to like North rhino sort of like if you're at like 35th and walnut and sort of working the couple blocks of that area that's got some great spots um and but i mean like and i shoot around cherry creek because i live around the area so i uh uh i'm around like i try to head out in the mornings and try to snag some spots again before they get crowded but there's really no like special secret spot there's one that i've come back to quite a bit um, it's right, it's around industry. 
like in okay. Rhino. Um, so it's like I don't know for people who are obviously familiar, like sort of north, <laughs> yeah, north I've, of Downing. around that area. Yeah, so north of Downing, like you're almost heading into Brighton, but like there's a courtyard in industry that has just great corners. Like there's brick, there's industrial stuff, there's like an open sort of nature place. Like it's like it's great for just a bunch of uses. So you can just like knock out a bunch of content all at once. Um, yeah. See, speaking of um, like photos and stuff in crowds, do you ever get photo bombed before, or like someone would just bomb you randomly? Uh, no. We're giving you a hard time in general for taking pictures. No, I mean, I've obviously seen people stare. I've heard comments and then like people move on. But like, yeah, I don't like, what do I care? Realistically, I mean, at first, when I was first starting to go out and take photos by myself, yes, I was scoping out places where I knew there wouldn't be any people um, or like I wouldn't go shoot by myself because I didn't want to even to look even weirder with like a tripod by myself. Like if there's a photo, if I was with a photographer, then I was like, well, at least there's a second person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, now realistically, like it doesn't matter because those people are going to spend, you know, like two minutes talking about what you're doing and then it'll be over and then they're going to move on and it really doesn't matter. So I just, I've never been photobombed. Nobody's ever like intentionally stepped into a photo, but um, I've, I've sh- sure like people have stared. But yeah, what do I care? <laughs> like, that's, that's good. Good advice. <laughs> Was there any uh, funny moments of you taking a photo that you can remember or that happened? Oh, uh, funny moment. There's one. So like really early on, I got contacted by this photographer who's kind of passing through the state, and he had. He had a bunch of watches that he had to shoot because he had some sort of partnership with this watch company and he like searched me up, saw that I was a creator. And so we worked together and the weirdest thing was, so he's trying to take these sort of overhead shots of, you've probably seen them, but like, it's like almost a point of view where like you're looking at the face of the watch as if you're the person looking at the watch, you know what I mean? So like it's a wrist shot, you can kind of see the feet sort of blurried because you're standing and then it's like, the nice detail of the watch and your wrist yeah. and like to actually get that shot is like we'd be in different locations so he's like stand he's like almost sitting on my shoulders basically which is like <laughs> a guy that i don't know <laughs> at all i'm also like it's probably it's like one of my first gigs that i was actually like i got paid a little bit to like be in his shots and so i didn't know him very well at all and we were just like out in downtown this was probably like a year or two ago and like I'm sure it looked just weird because just like another guy like like we were trying to find ledges or ways that he could literally stand over me or sit or do something and then he was holding his reflector too so he was like it, was just, it just probably looked really weird but um that was probably the yeah that was probably the funniest thing um no the only like embar- the only other embarrassing part is like obviously I change in like either in my car or around my car so yeah there you go yeah, <laughs> i haven't invested in one of those like pop-up tents yet um because i was a swimmer so like we deck changed all the time so i really like have no shame about changing in public but yeah um i have to remember that other people probably aren't stoked about that yeah no it's funny like i know trent and i were doing a shoot for our upcoming fall season and we were just like you know just at one point in my mind, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to take off my shirt here. And then there was ladies that walked by. She's like, what's going on? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, some- there's like, there's, I like, there even comes down to like, I think about what underwear I'm like going to wear that day. I was like, okay, it's a shoot day. Like, make sure to wear like, <laughs> maybe like the boxer briefs that are a little bit bigger, just so I don't freak anybody out in any way. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I come down to thinking of that. No, it's, it's some, sometimes we're parked in front of somebody's house or the side of the yard and oh, we're yeah. just doing what we got to do. And they're like, why are these guys coming back and forth and carrying a lot of stuff? And they're like, What's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my best solution to that is like shooting on Sundays just because there's more uh-huh. businesses that are closed. So fewer people are around those areas that you want to shoot. Okay. Ah, there you go. Especially so like in the mornings, then fewer people, less stairs if that's what you're worried about. Um, and yeah, and then 
yeah, then like if you're by an office building, there's like less of a chance that there's going to be a bunch of people staring out the window at whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes we get a window. We didn't realize somebody was right there. Oh, yeah. We're just like posing. <laughs> oh, shoot, I'm sorry. And they're just staring at you. Yeah. I th- Yeah, it's like, it's weird. But I, I also think that people are probably getting more used to it now, seeing people like, I'm sure like anything from take photos to like do TikTok dances in public. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. More of a norm. So mm-hmm. um yeah, speaking away from besides like fashion and taking pictures and stuff, we could talk about it all day, like all the all the, mm-hmm. the weird moments. I know I've had super weird moments, but what 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 do you enjoy other than than fashion? Since you were talking about ho- like you're trying to find a hobby and stuff like that. <laughs> That's a good question. So, like I said, I'm trying to figure that out. But um, so I, I actually like I work with a coach and she's been helping me figure some things out and her recommendation. So like I go to the gym. That's obviously a great release for me. Um, I consider that a hobby. Uh, video games, movies like I'm, I'm on those a lot just because I sort of like that escape. Um, but what she was telling me was that some of those things, some of those higher energy like working out video games, which like obviously the video games I play are probably more like action type games. So they're not necessarily relaxing. And she was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you probably need to find something that's actually like relaxing and sort of de-stressing. Um, so I was looking at, originally I was looking at, um, she's like, well, what did you do as a kid? And I was like, well, I played with a lot of Legos. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's like find an adult Lego set. But turns out those <laughs> are super expensive and I was yeah. not ready to drop. Mm-hmm like several hundred dollars on a lego set so i bought and i recently bought an adult coloring book and i've just been like when i zone out i just like have been coloring lately like yeah, not it's a good outlet because i know those legos aren't cheap like I, I i thought about that as a hobby to like de-stress i saw like the death star model i'm like i'm not buying that <laughs> i was like Dude, yeah no. i mean it sounds no awesome. i love that part of like working with your hands and figuring it yeah. out and like building something but yeah, but you build it once then then what Right. That's the other part. I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? And then, yeah, I'm like, not, I was, I was not into dropping several hundred bucks. So I was like, so I bought like an adult coloring book and like a nice colored pencil set. And I was like, okay, I can like zone out on this for a little bit. Um, so that's it. Other than that, like sort of getting back to, um, going like hanging out with friends, me and a couple of my friends, we, I mean, we had to try new food and new places and luckily Denver is starting to not starting sort of in the middle of, really kind of growing a better food scene than we've had in like the last 10 years so yes oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 i'd like I to explore and that's what that's yeah, what i know Fred and i are excited to see we just hope they sure. yeah we just hope they open later it's usually when late at night you're like oh let's go somewhere oh it's 9 p.m everything's closed it's like, yeah it's that's friday true. it's friday yeah, i mean fortunately i'm like an old person and i I'm happy to be eating at like four or five, but <laughs> or like I could eat all the time, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those are kind of my things, but re- like, to be completely honest with you, like I was saying, because work, because my passion became my work, like I'm constantly trying to figure out what that balance is. Mm-hmm. No, that's great to hear because some people are, Oh, I have all figured out. Well, that's great too. But we, we I love the honesty of like, Hey, dude, I'm still figuring it out. It's two and a half years. I'm still figuring this oh, thing yeah. out. Oh yeah, man. I will let you know when I have it figured out, but it has not happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Like we're, we're all in that boat. Like we've all have worked on businesses, has been part of businesses that we're just, we're, we're all figuring it out. Still yeah. when totally. We're still freak. All of us are freaking out at some, some degree. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and just as advice wise, we'd like to always leave it like what, advice you have for people david like you want them to hear this just to help them out oh man um it's deep i know it's deep yeah i know i guess <laughs> i'll go i'll like take a step back and um maybe speaking to a millennial crowd but my advice is <sighs> like i'm trying to do this without sounding cliche or like very <laughs> no it's hard it's um, hard. but i guess in my own story like i got to a point where the thing that I was told that I was supposed to be doing like really wasn't cutting it for me and what a blessing it was to figure that out at my age without, you know, real major um, responsibilities to other people. So like to a family or anything like that. Um, But even still, like if there's something that you want to try or you want to explore, like just do it. 
like just get started like get out of your own way of things of everything that could go wrong or planning every second of it before you actually start because there's a point where we planned so much that we don't even start the thing that we're trying to plan so like just take a step and do it and start like in a messy way it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be perfect just start whatever that thing is that you're trying to do whether it is like posting on instagram for the first time of a cool outfit or like literally anything starting some other type of hobby just try it and just go for it because we really like we get one chance to do the things in life that we want to do and ultimately like i like i wouldn't have ever pictured myself of being the person to take a risk and quit my job but i thought about it from the point of view it was like okay when i reach the end of my life whenever that is and i look back on it hopefully like getting the time to reflect on it am i going to be stoked that i like did the things that I was supposed to do or was told that I was supposed to do, or like, am I going to be stoked because I went out and tried this thing and I didn't have to have regrets about it. So that's kind of like, that's what's fueled me before it, like for all of this. So I just like encourage anyone with a passion to whether or not it's like to make money off it or whatever, just like pursue that passion, figure it out. Yeah. That's a great advice. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's, and how can people find you, David? Um, I know you have a few platforms there, so. Yeah. Um, obviously on Instagram, uh, that's my main one, but I'm threadability on there. So that's thread ability. So I combine those two words, um, and pretty much on every other platform. So YouTube, um, TikTok instagram facebook um it's all threadability so you can find me there and then my website is the threadability.com uh where i sort of post some regular blogs i sort of need to get back on the posting more regular long form content but blogs and connect with people on there as well yeah awesome and for everybody that's listening also don't forget to subscribe follow rate and like hangout talks on all your podcast listening channels and remember after you follow david on threadability remember to follow us on instagram as well mine is mr good underscore all and i'm peter underscore the suited marketer hey and we're looking forward to hanging out with everybody on the next episode and david thank you so much for joining us today uh thanks so much for having me this is great i appreciate it i appreciate it thank you again for hanging hanging out with us today we're we're excited to have you and very insightful man you broke down the nitty-gritty and things that you know, everybody I feel like everybody needs to hear about the, about that grind instead of all like super positive all, all the time which is perfect awesome well thank we, you yeah and if I mean you know to anyone listening if you have more questions obviously reach out to me my dms are open absolutely and maybe we'll see you at the next uh right in that industry <laughs> right on down there you go yeah you're gonna <laughs> well, oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey david how are you man yeah exactly <laughs> you told us about this <laughs> right That's we're bound awesome. to see see each other shoot, shooting pictures of ourselves eventually absolutely. one of these days hey i would love to collab I'm, i'd be happy to see you there absolutely we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll figure it out we'll have two cameras on tripods and we'll shoot each other there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right david awesome. thanks so much